What's up, guys? Welcome to the Uncommon Collective Podcast. This episode, I'm I'm sliding in between some of the other episodes that we've already got recorded because we got some cool value coming your way. Uh, so this episode, it's a quick one. It's only about 20 minutes long, and me and Patch have been sitting down. You guys don't know who Patch is yet. That's okay. You will. Um, <laughs> we've been doing some hypnosis sessions. He's been sharing those with me, and they've been awesome, so I want to share them with you guys. Um, he's got a really cool uh, offering that he's doing in the month of October. It's launching October 1st. So if you listen to this episode and you think that maybe hypnosis could be something for you, I want you to reach out to Patch because he's got a really cool group that he's starting up. It's free of charge. It's a $400 value. You're getting several hypnosis recordings. You're getting uh, a Facebook community to be a part of. We're going to do Zoom calls. Um, he's a prof- he's a professional licensed hip hypnotherapist. I think that's what you'd call it. But anyways, without further ado, here is my time in the park with my brother, Pat Jury. All right. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Uncommon Collective Podcast. I'm here with my guy, Patch. We're hanging out in one of my favorite places here in Lexington. I always love coming out to the park. And uh, Patch is bringing some awesome value into my world with a service that he offers. Somebody just hit a little goal. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> some fris- frisbee golf? Frisbee golf, okay. yeah. uh, So what I want to do is, so me and Patrick coming out here to the park, and he's taking me through some hypnosis sessions. So I wanted to share this experience with you guys. As you guys know, I always do my best to bring you people who are living uncommon lives. They're doing their best to become their best selves to bring the value and the gifts and the knowledge, the skills that they have to the world so that we can all get better together. Patch, what's up, bro? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. So tell them your last name. I didn't want to mispronounce it. Gotcha. Drury. Drury. D-R-U-R-Y. That that would have been my guess. Like the inn. Cool. If you're familiar with Drury Inn or the uh, uh, lived on Drury Lane, the cookie guy. Uh Um, Oh, the... Gingerbread, gingerbread, man. Man. yeah, yeah. yeah. Think about so it. that jewelry, yeah. yeah, cool, very cool. So this is our second session. We we were gonna record this last session, and we realized I was way too out of it. <laughs> <I was laughs> like, which is which, which was ideal in a sense. Like mm-hmm. if afterwards you'd been like, oh man, let's record something. Let's mm-hmm. let's go. If you've been I'm full so of energy, <laughs> yeah, that probably would have been might have said oh, this wasn't the best hypnosis session okay. but we got done and you were out of it my eyelids were so heavy <laughs> oh my gosh so before we dive too deep into that i want to ask you just tell anyone listening who you are um who you serve uh and then we'll go from there okay great uh, my name is patch jury uh kentucky native um I, I i'm not i'm not conceited enough to know to think people would have watched my stuff online before this but if you did then I spent the last five years kind of talking about story and storytelling and that was kind of to the people who did know me that's what I was known as I was the story guy and um, in the last few months uh, people watching may be like oh you've kind of pivoted now he's talking about consciousness and subconsciousness and uh, hypnosis and I would I would just say that's not actually a pivot um, if I was driving in one lane before I'm still in that lane because before I was talking about you know what is our story why what what direction are we headed Uh, where are we coming from and 
and what defines the story we're living in. Well, now with hypnosis, it's saying, okay, here's your story. Let's change it. You know, because you may you may look at your life, you may look at where you've come from, you may look at the things that happened to you, and you can kind of do the math and see, well, based on all that stuff, that's where I'm headed. And you may not like that. Yeah. You may not like the outcome you're headed towards. And so hypnosis is the most effective, quickest way that I know of to create a new outcome, to create a new place to move towards. So for someone listening... You, you spoke about how you're the story guy before. Mm-hmm. What the, like, what's the value for someone? So you sit down with someone in a session where you're diving into story. At the end of it, like, what is the value that they have there? What do, what do you get from, mm-hmm. from learning yeah, your from story? from understanding how story works. You know, um, the way story works, the way I understand story, the way I studied story for a long time, was that it kind of became a roadmap. Um, if you you were able to kind of lay it like um, like a template over your life and you could actually kind of predict the things that were going to happen next. And I, I believed in it really strongly because I saw it in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had some things that happened to me and I was like, well, if I lay this story structure that Joseph Campbell talked about over my life, I can kind of see I'm right here on this circle. And if this is true, if there's something universal about this and the way story works, the next thing that'll happen is I'll do this and I'll do this. And like clockwork, in a creepy, almost spooky way, those things happened. And one of them um, ended up being this kind of prediction that I made in my life. Well, and and I was, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but I, I was working at a church for a while. And I went through a real crisis of faith and I kind of lost my faith. Mm-hmm. And looking at the story structure and looking at the way people work and not being an idiot, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to have a real conversation with my mom about why I don't believe this stuff she raised me to believe. And so you might look at that and say, well, yeah, obviously you're going to have to do that. But that lined up with a story circle in a really particular way. And so I knew that conversation was coming so much so that the day it happened, I was like, well, yeah, of course, here it is. And so... After that conversation, I knew, okay, here's what happens next, and it happened next. And I could kind of look down the line and see, okay, these these steps are laid out for me like a roadmap. And so to me, that was the real value of story. And you and I even had a talk yeah, right yeah. before you moved to Bali, and I said, um, here's some things you can kind of expect. And I, and I want to speak for you. I think in your experience... I was literally going to say... Those was, things happened, right? It was the... The best gift to have, you know, for me, getting ready to jump across the water to the other side of the world, after talking with you and understanding how story works um, and how that hero's journey plays out, it really did prepare me. And whenever the tough, you know, I made that jump and there were some tough times that came. It was exciting, but then came the tough times. I was prepared for them. And I, I didn't, I wasn't surprised. I was like, okay, here they are. Yeah. And I'm yeah, ready. Yeah. I'm ready to face them because I know that I have to, I have to slay the dragon in order to continue to peel back the layers and continue on that journey towards whatever it is that I, you know, whatever the mission is, yeah. you know, whatever yeah, yeah. the call, I think we talked about like the call. Call, yeah. You've been called to, and, and the phrase Campbell uses is call to adventure. And that's what, that's what, whatever adventure we're on that's how it starts like yeah. you you see something that lacks you see something that's not right in your world and you're like well i gotta go fix that mm-hmm. and that's that call to adventure right on. 
one. So if you're listening to this and you're and you're feeling that call, you feel like you're you're called to go and serve or called to take an adventure or whatever the call is, listen to it and maybe you reach out to Patch and let him lay out that, <laughs> that hero's journey for you. Definitely. So it definitely helped me. Let's um let's dive into the hypnosis side of things now. So um on the hypnosis side, what what pulled you into that? Like how did this journey get started for you? Great. A little yeah, great question. Um, so, I, so I already mentioned I was I was working at a church, and um, I, I I did video production at this church, and um, and I'm not I'm not trying to talk smack about church work, but mm-hmm. my job was really easy. Like yep. it was it was something I was good at. It was something I could do well. Um, I had I had rave reviews. Maybe not always from my bosses, but but always from the people in the seats. Mm-hmm. And so I I felt pretty secure. I was good in this job. And then like I mentioned, I, I kind of had a loss of faith. Um, and so I was struggling with that a little bit. And all of a sudden, when I was struggling with it, I got really bad at that job. The job that I was always great at, always recognized as being. Even today, I could say, that's an easy job. There was no reason for me to suddenly get bad at it. But what I've realized um, since then, and this is something um, uh, Freud talks about. He calls it parapraxis. And we, in our, in our culture, we talk about it like a Freudian slip. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you say something you don't mean to say, but what you say reveals something about what's yeah. going on inside. There's some truth in it. Yes. That doesn't just have to be in speech it can be in all your actions and so I realized I got bad at that job because my subconscious didn't want to be there I didn't need to be doing that job especially because I had lost my faith like it was really incongruous for me to be there and I was too chicken shit to quit so my subconscious was like well if you're not going to quit I'm going to make you bad sabotage (laughs) exactly and so um so it, it took me a while to kind of realize that's what happened. Um, but when I did, I was like, wow, that, like, there's this part of me that's really powerful and can kind of have its way. And um, it would make sense if I got to know that thing mm-hmm. and that I created a little rapport with it. And so uh, my wife was, she was doing some neuro-linguistic programming coaching and hypnosis is a big part of that. And so I was kind of watching her do that. And I'm like, you know, this is... This is the best means for me to get in touch with that part of myself that um, that is sometimes obviously seems to be in control even more than I am. So I uh, started digging into it and figured out some ways to open the lines of communication between me and that part of myself so that so there weren't these big blow-up mistakes anymore. And um, started using hypnosis on myself started using hypnosis with other people and realized, you know what, uh, I should get certified in this and I should start doing it clinically. Uh, and clinically makes it sound like I'm in a lab. He's got his lab, he's got his lab coat on (laughs) guys. Don't Uh, let him fool you. Yeah. Uh, clinically just means working with patients, basically not patients. Patients aren't the right word. Clients. Um, so, so that's kind of where I, I took that turn. And as I did it, um, you know, the story circle that Joseph Campbell talks about is divided into two pieces, consciousness and unconsciousness. And so really, the, the path that he suggests around that is the path of hypnosis. It's, it's going deep, finding out what's going on down there, and bringing it back, bringing back the truth, bringing back what's supposed to happen next. And so when I say it's really the same work, 
it is really honestly the same work it's awesome yeah. it's cool how how we can find our you know the things make their way to us when the time's right Absolutely. um so let me ask you this what would you say are some common misconceptions that people have about hypnosis there are a lot (laughs) and so the the first one and i'll pull you in on this we had a session last week Uh, tell me how you felt during that session did you feel like a zombie did you feel like you were mind controlled well when you pulled out your watch and your eyes started (laughs) spinning and you started speaking real creepy like (laughs) uh, it was it felt very relaxing. I felt I was awake. Yeah. Like I knew what we were talking about. Um, the story that you were talking with me, I was interested in the story. But I felt it was just like I, it was like I was descending into like this peace. Like peace and relaxation and that's, yeah, if I was going to call it anything, it would be those two things. I just felt yeah. very, very at peace and relaxed. Well, relaxation is is probably the word that gets used most by hypnosis or hypnotherapists to describe what's happening. You get put in an extreme state of relaxation. And the other thing, you mentioned I was telling a story and you were interested in the story. So it's relaxation and focus. Mm-hmm. And you use both those things to uh, get past what's called the critical factor. So, um, what is that for so anybody who doesn't know? For anybody who doesn't know, uh, you, your mind is divided into two pieces, consciousness and subconsciousness. Uh, your consciousness um, gets about, this is, this is ridiculously small, about 0.6% of all the reality that's coming at you at a given second. Um, like there's so many things, so much data that's coming at you, and you end up, some of it like we just can't detect consciously. Like ultraviolet rays and some sounds are too low or too high to can't hear some of it we just don't have the means to hear but the rest of it we tend to filter out based on uh, we have different internal filters like our past and our um, where we are in time and place and things we like and our beliefs and our values and so we end up uh, filtering out that information based on what we have determined is important to us consciously subconsciously we're taking it all in. Mm-hmm. We're absorbing every bit of it and storing it. And so the conscious filter uh, lies between that subconscious and that conscious. And so because that subconscious takes in so much stuff, it needs a little bit of instruction about what's important. Like you can store all of it, but here are the things we operate by. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Hypnosis helps us kind of get the important information past that filter, past that, uh, uh, past that little uh, bouncer at the at the nightclub, mm-hmm. and say, "These are operating instructions." Yeah. Out of all the millions of bits of data you just got, these are something we need to operate yeah. by. Does okay. that make sense? It does. So it's it's the idea that there are certain bits of information, certain beliefs, certain things that we have running like a program running right now that don't serve us and this is going in figuring out what those things are and switching them with, with beliefs and Absolutely. things that do our our subconscious has what's called a prime directive and it is to protect us mm-hmm. so it wants to keep us safe but unfortunately its ideas about what keeps us safe uh, are, are things we fed it mm-hmm. and we fed it in uh, really 
emotional moments yeah. or significant moments. So people get hypnotized often to stop smoking. And so if you're like, well, why does your, if smoking is so bad for you, why does your subconscious let you smoke? Because at some point when we were younger, we told our subconscious in a highly emotional moment that smoking is keeping us alive. And so maybe because if we smoke, these people are going to accept us. How do we stay alive? By not getting kicked out of the tribe. So as long as we smoke, we'll be accepted in the tribe. So our subconscious says, okay, smoking keeps us alive. Yep. Doesn't matter how many times the doctor tells you it's going to kill you, your subconscious is like, well, we had this really emotional moment. And emotion is one of the languages the subconscious speaks. We had this really emotional moment where you told me it would keep me alive. So we're going to keep We're going to keep that. Yeah. Even yeah. even if we hear a million times. And, and you think someone can truly know, like, this, this could give me cancer. This is not yeah. good for me. But subconsciously, that belief, They've this is a, keeping me alive. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many ways that it's applicable. You're like... It could be like connection, you know, if, if I, if we connect and then you hurt me, my subconscious could keep, don't yeah. connect. Don't let people get close. Don't let that people happens, close. That happens all the time. And that you see that, um, in marriages, even, you know, like you, you get married and you love somebody and you're really close, but something from their past all of a sudden creeps in and says, uh, they can get this close, but they can't get yeah. any further. They can't Walls get any closer. Up. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you see that all the time. So there are lots of different applications for hypnosis. Um, it's a matter of, so you sit down with someone, and do, do people normally come to you and say, hey, I want help with this, or is it more of a process like you get you sit down and you just kind of have conversation and figure out what they need, or is it usually something specific that people come to you for? You know, you know people come with specific stuff, but one of the things you realize is that sometimes the thing they come to you with is a symptom. Gotcha. And they say, hey, f- fix a symptom for me. And as you're talking to them, you realize, well, we can fix the symptom, but the thing that's making that symptom occur, mm-hmm. that's making it an issue, it's still going to be there. Yeah. And so um, some people, like here, here's a, a, an extreme example. Some people come and say, I need... I'm biting my fingernails. I want to stop biting my fingernails. Mm-hmm. And so you'll hypnotize them to stop biting their fingernails. But what that is, is there's some subconscious part of themselves that wants to kind of hurt themselves or take away from themselves. Hmm. So you might get you might get them to stop biting their nails, and all of a sudden they take up cutting. Yeah, so it and just replaces it. Yeah. You just replace it with something else. So, so you need to get to the heart of what it is. Hmm. And so there are different ways that, you know... Uh, talking them to them, you know, that's uh, Freudian, Jungian top talk therapy is helpful, but there's also uh, regression therapy and timeline therapy cool. where you specifically say, we're going to go back to that moment Pinpoint and exactly. figure out where it is. And <laughs> you're going to have a conversation with yourself at the age that all this started. So um, cool. Yeah. I love it. There's a lot. Of, and, and all that stuff, like I said, it's stored in there. So you may not remember the moment you decided to start smoking, but your subconscious does. Yeah. And if you if you ask it to take you there, you'll go there. It's gonna keep it as long as as long as it believes that it's gonna keep you alive. Because that's its job. Yeah. Cool. So before we get uh, before we jump into our session, let's go one more misconception. What would okay. you say another misconception people have is? Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, 
and, and this kind of relates to what you just said, but most people's uh, perception of hypnosis is like maybe a hypnosis comedy show they've been to, mm-hmm. and they go and like they ask for volunteers, and people get up on stage and they're you know clucking like Make chickens yeah, or that's whatever. The first act, thing my yeah, mind exactly. goes to. Um, and so people are like, well, clearly hypnosis is mind control, and uh, it's not. It's still not mind control. That guy who got up there and acted that way, he's the guy that if you're at a party. He's putting a lampshade on his yeah. head. He's like he's having a blast. He he's the life of the party. Mm-hmm. He and so he doesn't want to disappoint when he gets up there. And so he's gonna. If you say, hey, you know, you're you're gonna you th- you're gonna slap your ass every time I touch my forehead. He's like, well, of course I am. Yeah. yeah. And people laugh, and then that reinforces it. <laughs> and you know, the language we use in hypnosis is suggestion, and that's all it is. I'm gonna suggest to you. You're gonna do that. And if you see the value in that suggestion, mm-hmm. you're going to do it. And if the value is, oh, man, all these people are really having fun and laughing, and I'm the center of it, they'll they'll keep doing it all night. Because it's filling some need that they have. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting thought. So you have to be open to whatever the, like, whatever suggestions, whatever work you're walking someone through they have to be open to it they not only do they have to be open to it they do the work mm-hmm. um, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis there is nothing all that i'm doing is leading them helping them kind of get to a frame mm-hmm. of mind to a place of mind where they can do the work themselves so um recently i worked with a lady who wanted to quit smoking and we got to her second session and she called me after and she was like i bought a pack of cigarettes I'm like, why'd you do yeah, that? I'm like, why did you buy a pack of cigarettes? And she's like, well, I just am stressed and I wanted to. And I was like, well, do you want to smoke more than you want to quit? She's like, yeah, right now I do. And I was like, well, then let's just postpone our third session because as long as you want it more than you don't want it, yeah. there's nothing I can do that's going to – like this isn't a magic button we mm-hmm. can push. It's, it's me helping you – uh, get on the same page with their subconscious and if you can convince your subconscious to want the same thing you want mm-hmm. success yep. but if you don't really want it your subconscious is going to just keep doing what yeah. it, you've, it thinks is keeping it alive you gotta we have to participate in our rescue absolutely thing, as tony robbins uh, said it uh once the pain of remaining the same outweighs the pain of change that's when change happens so for her it, it wasn't it painful didn't, enough it didn't hurt yet. enough yet yeah um, one of my one of my guys, somebody I really like, is a guy named Mitch Horowitz, and one of the phrases he uses is "put your hand to the plow," mm-hmm. meaning um, I I can't just go in and flip a flip couple of things around inside and it work. You have to actually do the work. And so if I if I hypnotize you to be a non-smoker, and then you go out and buy cigarettes and you have cigarettes in every part of your house and in your glove box, you're gonna smoke. Yeah. You're not doing the work. Cool. You ready to do this? Yeah, you're ready. To, awesome. I'm, I'm ready. I think that's a good stopping point. Uh, we'll keep this one short, and then, guys, uh, look forward to another episode with with Patch here. We're gonna check back in um, after another session or so, and um, we'll dive deeper into this. I hope you got value out of it, Patch. I did, man. This Thank is awesome. For- I've, I last week was the first time I'd ever hypnotized somebody in a park. <laughs> this is the first uh, podcast recording I've ever done in a park, and I love it. We uh, we had we did our last session in the hammock. We're about to do session number two in the hammock. Just him. He's the only one in the hammock. I, uh, it's not weird. <laughs> it, it's nothing weird. <laughs>
that's a, that's a fun image to leave them with. All right, guys, y'all have a great day, and uh, we'll see you see you next time.